Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this podcast. And on today's show, one of our listeners writes in and they ask a great question. What is the meaning of dunamis in the Bible? Well, you see the Greek word dunamis in the scripture, it means power, it means force, it means ability. Paul uses this word in 2 Timothy 1.7 when he says this, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. We derive our English word dynamite and dynamic from the Greek word dunamis. Paul in 2 Timothy 1.7, he wants Timothy to know that the Lord has given him the dynamic ability to stand strong in the faith once and for all delivered to the saints and to share that faith with other people. And so the Greek word dynamis, dynamis, excuse me, is also used to refer to a miracle or to the power of a miracle itself. And so when the bleeding woman touched Jesus' garment and was healed, Mark 5.30 says, And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And when this healing occurred, Jesus felt the power or the dynamis of it. In Mark 6.5, Jesus went to his hometown of Nazareth, and this text says, And he could do no mighty work there, except that which he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. The mighty work mentioned here in the Greek text comes from the word dunamis. Dunamis in this sense refers to the work of the miracle themselves. And so when Jesus cast out a demon in Luke 4.35-36, the people around him, they all noted the, the miraculous power. And our text there in Luke 4 says, But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, and having done no harm, and they were all amazed, and they said to one another, What is this word? For with with authority, what authority and power he commands, even the unclean spirits, and they come out. You see, Jesus had the power that was different, even unexpected from other healers of his time, because he healed with the power of God. In Hebrews 1.3, the writer says, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. In Romans 1.20, Paul says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, and so they are without excuse. The word dynamis is used here by Paul in Romans 1.20. It refers to the boundless power of the Creator God. The power of God is available to his followers of Christ today, you and me as Christians. In Acts 1.8, Jesus promised the disciples, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You see, the power of God was made manifest in Paul's life, not so Paul would be seen as powerful, but so the Lord God of glory would be glorified. And Paul reiterated this in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, which says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Ephesians 3, 20-21 says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout the generations, forever and ever. Amen. The power of God is at work in his people to bring him glory. In Acts 6, 8, Stephen was, our text there says, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. You see, the power of God is on display in the lives of those who love the Lord Jesus. The word dynamis is used over 100 times in the New Testament. And within the scope of our time together, we don't, we don't have enough time and space to go through all of these biblical references, but we can note a few ways in which it's used. Human ability in the story of the talents in Matthew 25, 14 through 30, in giving in 2 Corinthians 8, 3, uh, of the impact or even the meaning of a word in 1 Corinthians 14, 11. You see, through these examples, the meaning of dynamis is clear. It means all a type of power. All power comes from the Lord, which is why dynamis, it demonstrates the power, the strength, and, the, and even the force of the Lord God at work in his creation and in the life of his people. The Lord has called every Christian to be a servant in the body of Christ, and so he appoints certain people, such as men, only to be pastors and elders in local churches. No matter our age, no matter our race, no matter our social standing, Every Christian can serve one another in the local church. And so as Christians, every single one of us is a royal priesthood and a chosen nation called to proclaim the excellencies of his nature, 1 Peter 2.9. In fact, the longer we minister in the sight of God, the more we will see ourselves as inadequate for the task of ministry. Without the help of the Lord, we cannot serve him properly. The Lord has not left his people without the help and the tools they need to be faithful to serve him. And in Acts 1.8, it explains one of the many ways the Lord has equipped the people of God for men. At the ascension, Jesus promised he would send the Holy Spirit to be with the people of God and and empower them to be his witnesses. You see, every Christian in Christ has the Holy Spirit and can bear witness to the Lord as they seek him in prayer and study and in service to him. Well, 1 Corinthians 2, 6-12, it shows us not only has the Holy Spirit been given to the Christian for ministry, but the Lord has also granted the people of God the mind of Christ himself. Every Christian has been enabled to think biblical thoughts, has the mind of Christ himself. And every Christian, as I'm saying, has been enabled to think biblical thoughts after him, and thus utilize the wisdom of God in ministering to other people. While our old fleshly nature wars against the new mind that has been given to Christians as they seek the Lord in daily prayer and the study of Scripture, the, the Word will increasingly insert, ins, exert influence on their daily decisions and their thoughts. Now, now, the great saints of the faith like Jeremiah and Moses do not feel like they can fulfill the call of God on their lives. 
Even so, the Lord gave them and every Christian today exactly what they need to fulfill the will of God. And so today, if you feel anxious about a situation or even discouraged about where you're at in life, please go to the Lord in prayer. Thank him for equipping you for ministry. And then please serve the church in whatever capacity he's given you. Christians, as we've already seen through the Holy Spirit, we have the mind of Christ. We have the ability to think the Lord's thoughts after him in the word of God. The unsaved, whose minds are set on the flesh, they cannot submit to the word of God. While every true Christian can set their mind on the revealed word of God. Although our indwelling sin it rises up, it even clouds the people of God's thinking, it tempts us to act and to think according to the flesh, every Christian can be renewed through scripture and through prayer. And so today you might think you're useless for ministry, but you're not useless because God is faithful and God has equipped every Christian for a life of holiness and service for the glory of God. Every Christian already has the Holy Spirit and has the mind and the ability to serve the Lord and his church. So while you may not be called to be a pastor or even an elder, you can use be used by God if you're willing to obey the Lord. Just discern good from evil, walk in the Holy Spirit and before his face. Please do not let your shortcomings, whether they are real or even perceived, stop you from serving the Lord in the local church. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.